Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. So excited to have you here for today's episode. We are talking about signing clients and running your nutrition consultations with my past student, Alexandra King. So Alex is a certified nutrition practitioner, and she has a background in dietetics. She is also a certified holistic cancer practitioner, and um, she does live blood cell analysis in her practice. So she combined her passion for food and health and founded her business, Nutrition Moderation, which is a social media platform and website for all things healthy eating and holistic lifestyle. Shortly after starting Nutrition Moderation, she began working in her private practice, coaching clients at Valero Wellness, which is a new and innovative wellness clinic in Windsor, Ontario. Since beginning her practice, she's seen a wide variety of clients with a main focus on oncology and cancer support. So in today's episode, we really dig into what it looks like to uh, bring clients into your practice, how to run your first consultation, how to facilitate follow-ups, and make sure that people are coming back in for their follow-up sessions, how to break down that scary and elusive health plan and make it super simple and straightforward for your clients, and overall, how to make your nutrition practice more easeful and the whole client process more simplified so that people are getting results and are excited to continue working with you. This conversation was awesome. I learned so much from Alex and I have no doubt that you're going to learn so much too. It's going to be super practical advice you can bring into your practice right now. So let's get started. Hey, Alex. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Stephanie. No, I'm so excited to have you on. Not only are you a past student of mine, you are a fantastic human being in person and I feel like we're becoming friends. So it's just so nice to have you on and be able to share you with my community and yeah, just have you really talk about what your nutrition business looks like and how you really coach clients and run your sessions. I think this is a topic that so many people want to know about, you know, that practical in person, like how does this work in someone else's business and how are people really bringing on clients and working with them? I mean, I don't know about you, but I love like knowing the inner workings of other people's businesses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, I, when I was first starting out, I was so curious to see how everybody else ran their business. And before we get started, I just want to say that thank you for doing the podcast because there you talk about so much stuff that people genuinely want to know especially when you're starting out a brand new nutrition business and you're new right out of school and there's so much stuff to learn like the legalities of being in this industry and you know how to run your business and stuff like that so just this podcast was so much information thank you for doing this because it's it's definitely needed 
Ah, oh, thank you, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really wish that there was something like this when I graduated too, because I felt very, very lost and very confused. And yeah, I feel like it is my mission now to really help to clear the confusion for people. So thanks for saying that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. You are perfect for this job. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so why don't we just get started where you tell us a little bit about yourself and your nutrition business and kind of like where it's at right now? Perfect. Yeah. So I actually have quite the history with nutrition. So since a young age, I always knew that I wanted to be in a field where I was helping people. And for me, nutrition was just such a natural fit because since I was younger growing up, we always ate healthy because my mom was so interested in health and nutrition. And nutrition. So right out of high school, I actually decided to go to Ryerson University to study to be a dietitian, actually, because I thought being a dietitian was my destiny, and that was my be-all, end-all. And then I worked in a hospital, and I quickly realized that this was not for me. I did not want to be calculating the tube feed flow rates and deliver hospital food to people who really did not enjoy the food options they were given. Mm. And I, I really appreciate the dietitians who do that day in, day out, but I knew this was not a right fit for me. It was not a good match. So I started volunteering and I ended up volunteering for a few holistic nutritionists. And I wasn't quite sure what they did because I was used to studying diet um, to be a dietitian for the past five years at Ryerson. So I was so fascinated by everything that holistic nutritionists were doing from starting their own companies writing books, writing cookbooks, teaching cooking classes, podcasting, the list goes on and on. So I just started asking them, you know, what school did you go to? And where did you learn everything that you know? And everyone that I was volunteering for said they went to this school called the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. So I took that as a sign. And when I graduated Ryerson in June 2017, I applied to IHN at their Toronto campus. About a month later, got accepted and then started the program September 2017. So I have not stopped studying for the past six years. I did five years at Ryerson and then I did the fast track one year program at IHN. And just going into holistic nutrition was one of the best decisions I had ever made. And I'm, I'm so thankful to have an education with both the dietetics and the super scientific mixed with the holistic nutrition and and I'm able to merge the two, bring them together, and really bridge that gap between both fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so interesting that you have the perspective of both. Yeah, that's really cool. So, what does? How did that like bring you into um, what you're currently doing? I know that you work in a clinic, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so so that's actually a funny story. So. Um, when I was at IHN, you have to complete co-op hours. So I decided to do them all in the summer. I just figured it's so busy with all the classwork and all the um, scheduling with school. So I thought once I'm done all my classes, I'll really focus on finding a good co-op and working for someone that I really enjoy working for. So I did half my hours in Toronto. And then I knew that I was going to be visiting my hometown of Windsor, Ontario for a couple weeks in the summer. So I went online and I looked up all the holistic nutritionists and naturopathic doctors in the area. And then I narrowed it down to a few that I found that I would really connect with. And then I actually emailed all of them. So it was about, I was searching all day and then it was about 9 p.m. And I thought, I'm just going to sit down, 
put it out there, put some good energy out there, email all these nutritionists and naturopathic doctors. And then I quickly got a response back from one of the naturopathic doctors saying that she would definitely be interested and wanted to talk with me on the phone. So it's, it's late at night and she responded really quickly. So it all happened within an hour, within a matter of an hour. And before I knew it, we were on the phone and she was telling me about this amazing clinic that she was opening up and, and she would love to hire a nutritionist. So without hesitation, I was on the phone in Toronto and she was over here in Windsor, which if you don't know is about four hours away. And without hesitation, I accepted the job offer and I did my co-op hours from August to October. And then I officially started my practice in November of 2018. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy how everything lined up like that. Exactly. It was just, it was just meant to be. So I'm a fairly new practitioner, but even as of November, I've already learned an incredible amount and have grown so much just from doing extra education and adding on extra modalities and mostly learning from my clients, to be quite honest. Yeah, that is definitely one of the best ways to learn. I know that for sure, which I find is the most heartbreaking thing when people wait to get started. They're like waiting for all of the things to align and waiting till they like know enough to get started. But really, the learning comes from working with clients. Exactly. So yeah, I think that it's worth definitely jumping in sometimes, even if you don't know exactly what you're doing yet. Yeah, you will learn. And you you do know enough. Um, even even with my six years, I sometimes still felt like I, I had to over prepare for all the clients that I was seeing, but you do know enough. So you just have to be confident in what you do know. And what you don't know, you research, but your clients will, will teach you they're our best teachers. And um, this also just goes to show with my experience in getting this job that you just have to put yourself out there. And I know it might be scary, but if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to create opportunities for yourself and put your face out there and your name out there, whether it's in person, over social media, technology, however it is, you just you put yourself out there and create opportunities for yourself. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I mean, I remember back in the day when I was doing nutrition, living in Edmonton, Alberta, um, and I was, you know, working four jobs at one point. I was just telling a girlfriend this the other day about my like crazy four job balancing act, <laughs> which I don't recommend. Um, but at one point I was like working at a supplement store. I was working for Spud, which is an organic produce delivery service. I was working for Manitoba Harvest and I was teaching at Canadian School of Natural nutrition and I had so many people ask me like how did you get these jobs like how did you get started with these companies and I literally just sent an email and said hey Mm -hmm. I'm so interested in partnering up or joining your team or what opportunities do you have and people are very receptive when you reach out um, for the most part so I'm completely on the same page as, as you when you say like you just have to kind of put yourself out there for the opportunities to come up for you yeah Exactly. Wow. We are a lot more alike than I thought we were. I did the same thing when I was uh, in my last year of university. I actually had five jobs. I don't know how I managed to balance all that and graduate from university, but it was the same thing. I was working um, social media for a dietitian, and then I was doing research at St. Michael's Hospital, and then I was working in a restaurant and doing, I had, I was working at um, a juice company. I just, I had five jobs all going at once and it was a complete balancing act, but it was the same thing. I saw an opportunity 
whether it was online or on social media. And then I just sent them a quick email and, and I was like, I think I would be a good fit. Um, these are my skills. When can I come in for an interview? And basically, I now have all this education and experience under my belt that each job was always a learning opportunity, even if it was something that I didn't want to do long term. And I knew I didn't want to do long term, like um, research or working in a hospital. But I still learned so much valuable knowledge that I'm able to bring with me in my current position. Yeah, I hear that from a lot of guests that, you know, they might have a background that's not really nutrition related. I mean, for you, a lot of it is. <laughs> but for <laughs> you're one of those odd ones that like yeah. just loves it and has been doing it since birth, basically. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of us, we have like maybe working in an office or, you know, working, yeah, at some different company. It's not completely related, but like you're saying, a lot of the time those skills do apply and they are gonna help you in your like current position. So I'm super curious, you know, what does your practice look like now? Sounds like you're in the clinic. Um, are you in there full time? And like, what does it look like seeing clients for you? Yeah, good question. So I started in November. And when I started in November, I basically opened up the doors to my office. So it was um, a one-on-one -on -one consultation um, business, essentially. So I would get clients and then see them one-on-one. -on -one. As of recently, I'm doing a little bit more, which we can talk about in a little bit. But um, so I mostly see clients one-on-one -on -one, and it looks a little bit different for everybody. But um, originally what I was doing was one-off sessions, which I know isn't the best, especially for long-term, but it's the most common and I know most people do one-off sessions so I would do an initial consultation and then have them come back for a follow-up however the issue was when I started in November I wasn't as confident so even though I knew it was for their best interest for them to book a follow-up but they either I didn't tell them a specific date or they weren't sure when to come back or there was miscommunication so um, I got a little bit better at that. And then I would tell them, you have to come back in three weeks or I want to see you every month, but I wouldn't give them a specific date or anything like that. And they would be like, oh, no, you know, we had our first session. You gave me the meal plan. I'm going to be all good. And they wouldn't come back. Mm -hmm. So I changed a lot of what I did from the beginning, which is totally fine. Everything as you grow and as your business grows, everything's going to evolve and you're going to do what feels natural and what feels right. So what I started doing, I kind of researched what some other nutritionists were doing and, and seeing what would work best for me and, and my practice and the way that I lay out my sessions with my clients. So what I found currently that has been working for me for the past couple months, and I've actually seen a lot of growth, I see over 50% more clients now, is that I actually include kind of a free follow-up. So I see them for one hour for their initial consultation. And then with that, I book them in for a follow-up that's included in the price of the initial consultation. So it seems hmm. like to them, it's added value. They're getting a whole extra 30 minutes on a separate day. And to them, it's free, right? Because they already paid for the initial. So they get to come back for a whole separate appointment. And for them, they feel like there's so much value in that. So 
what I do is in the initial consultation, it's more of getting to know you and seeing um, what your issue is and getting to the root cause. And, and I send them a whole intake form and a food and mood journal, and then they send it back to me. And in our initial together, we go over the whole intake form and what they're eating. And then I get to see where the issue may be coming from. And, and I get to dig deeper and, and ask questions and really get to know them. And then in about a week or so in that time, in my personal time, I um, do the meal plan and then a little health plan tailored to what we talked about in the appointment. And then when they come back for their follow-up, we talk about the, the meal plan and the health plan that I gave them. So we talk about which, like which foods I chose and why and the way I laid out the meal plan and how I balanced everything, like their macronutrients and, and why I limited their sugar. And, and we do talk a little bit about numbers, but I try not to stress about the numbers. It's more about how you're feeling. And so I find that that's the best way that works for me and the best way that works for them. And, and we can always talk a little bit more about how I lay out all my paperwork for them, but that's how I've been doing it recently. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. I mean, that's a very similar approach to what I did um, in time. You know, I didn't start out that way. I started doing the one-off consultations just like you, and then over time realized um, the people who weren't having the follow-ups, when I followed up with them just out of goodwill, you know, an email here or there saying, hey, how are things going? Um, for the most part, they said, um, actually, things aren't really going. I haven't really been doing anything. I put the health plan in a drawer and I didn't look at it again. And there was a lot of hesitation for them to actually move forward with their goals. So it sounds like to me that by you implementing the follow-up, you had a lot of client success. Would you say that's true? Yeah, because it forces them to, to come back in. And then I take the time to explain how I laid out their health plan and how I laid out their meal plan and why I chose everything that I chose specifically tailored to them. And they feel like they're getting such special treatment, which they are because everything is tailored. But if I were to just give them all this paperwork and then said, see you in a month, good luck implementing all this on your own, then they feel <laughs> so lost and confused. And maybe they do come in for their follow-up and they're like, you know what? I looked at the meal plan and it looks like a lot of prepping and a lot of chopping and I'm not really confident in the kitchen I would have felt more confident doing you know like a more starting out with like 15 minute meals or if they say you know like I have kids and my kids wouldn't really eat this then it's like in the follow-up we get to talk about okay let's tailor this more maybe I need to switch out this recipe for something you would like a little bit better or okay so some nights you do only have 30 minutes to to prep let's find you the healthiest meal that we can for 30 minutes and and then we get to talk about everything like that in the follow-up and and I get to, you know, show them face-to-face -face and, and talk about. And sometimes I'm even drawing diagrams and stuff that you can't really do over the computer as much as you'd be able to do in person. And sometimes things come up and it's, it's much easier if they tell you face-to-face -face than over an email saying, oh, I didn't start yet. But if they actually show up for themselves and the appointment, it's really showing me that they're going to put the work in and at least they're being honest with me. Sometimes I do have people come in for their free follow-up just saying, yeah, I didn't even print off your meal plan and I didn't even start it. And I'm like, well, you know what? We're going to start now. We're in my office. I'm going to print it for you now and then mm -hmm. go home and 
do whatever you have to do to put yourself first and, and show me that you're putting in the work. If you have to send me an email asking like, okay, so I'm at the grocery store and what exactly am I looking for? What aisle is this in? Or if you have to send me a photo of the meal that you prep to keep yourself accountable, I am there for you as a holistic nutritionist. I'm your cheerleader and, and I will be there for you to help, whether it's holding your hand or whether you just want me to send an email every week to check up on you. That's what we're there for. Yeah, I really love that, Alex. I mean, it seems like such, like you're taking such a, I don't know the right word at this time, but like <laughs> an approach that is like really synergistic. Like it's it's all about partnership and it's not about you being the, you know, especially having the dietetic background and having like the science and the research-based based knowledge, being able to probably um, in a sense, talk over them, like, you know, um, spew all of the information that you have in that brain of yours. But the fact that you kind of pull back and you let it become their experience, um, just as much as yours, if not more, you know, and really guide them, that's a really good um, practitioner skill to have. Uh, I know that that really helped me in my practice when I, in a sense, removed myself from the situation Mm -hmm. and really just showed up to what did they need the most? How could I help them and that's not to say that all we're doing is, um, at least this is my perspective, it's not just 100% hand-holding and doing the work for them. It's really guiding them to a place to to um, motivate them internally to want to change and then asking them how they can do that or removing obstacles for them so they can actually make that change and that difference in their life. Oh, exactly. Because we're not always going to be there for them, right? These are lifelong skills that they have to learn and then be able to implement for the rest of their lives. So we can be there to, to tell them how to set everything up so that they have these skills and they have this knowledge going forward, but we're not always going to be there to handhold. And so these are skills that you need to know to, in order to live a a healthy and long lifestyle. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very true. It's very true. So I'm, I'm very curious if you could share with everyone, you know, what kind of shifted for you to really bring it from this place where you were maybe bringing in a few clients, you weren't really seeing a lot of return, you weren't really necessarily seeing a ton of change to the place where you're at now, where you said it sounds like there's like 50%, did you say 50% more clients or 50% improvement, but it's definitely mm-hmm. going on an like upward trajectory. So what really changed for you to bring you to that next level? Yeah. So as of recently, as of within the last few months, I grew from seeing one client in November. I saw one client the whole month when I first started. And just this past week, I saw uh, seven clients in one week. And then it grew from 10 clients in a week and a half. So it was, it grew pretty quickly. And I did learn a, a quite a bit. I um, When I first started, it was a lot of okay, what did I learn in school? And then I'll, whatever I learned in school, I'll just do with with all my clients because that was like the best case scenario. And so um, I quickly learned that <laughs> that doesn't work for everybody. So in school for our, a couple of our classes for symptomatology, we did have to have real life clients. So whether it was um, for your assignments, whether it was you got someone you knew or a family member or somebody that you knew had a serious health issue that you could help them with. So in um, class, basically your whole assignment ended up being 60 pages. So you were giving at the end of your assignment, you gave your client 
60 pages of information of all their supplements, the diet you think they should be on, the reason why every you had to list the reasoning for everything you were doing. And so I didn't give my clients 60 pages when I first started, but I did give them a good 10 to 12 pages of information about um, whether it was like intermittent fasting and the benefits and the pros and cons or the keto diet or the paleo diet and pros and cons of that and and whatever information that they had asked for in the appointment, then I would give them studies. And then uh, after a couple of my first clients weren't booking follow-ups anymore, then I just kind of took a step back and I was like, okay, <laughs> there has to be a better way than what we were learning in school because this is just not working for me. I can't give everyone paragraphs of paragraphs of all this knowledge that I love, but for them, it's they they are so new to this most oftentimes that they do not want those paragraphs and they do not respond well to that. So even though I'm passionate about it, they just want simple, attainable goals. So I mostly learned that um, through your program. So when it got slow, I thought, okay, so I have to find a better way. There has to be a better way to conduct my client sessions. So then that's actually how I found you and connected with you was I found your program online. And so I did sign up for Confident Client Sessions and mostly the takeaway from what you taught me and what I implemented right away was setting small attainable goals. And something I learned from school that I always have to constantly remind myself is you have to meet your client where they're at. So Mm -hmm. if they're eating McDonald's every day and having a pop every night with dinner, I can't just tell them, oh, you need to juice every day. They they will not attain that goal. I have to meet them where they're at, small attainable goals. And then I ask them, what kind of person are you? Are you an all or nothing person? Are you a, I just need to start with one thing. And so whether it's, um, often I do eliminate dairy, gluten, and lower sugar for a lot of my clients, because I do see a lot of oncology clients. So I start there and I'm like, are you an all or nothing person? Or would you do better with just cutting out dairy 100% and then we'll work on lowering gluten and lowering your sugar? Or are you all in 100%? We're cutting out dairy, we're cutting out gluten, we're lowering your sugar. You know, where can I meet you where you're at? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Working with them, not against them. Because I think the more we're trying to change someone to be a way that they're not naturally already, um, it just, it's way more resistance. And it's like, you're trying to fit their square peg into a triangle (laughs) shape, right? Like it's just not going to work. Like it's like, we're forcing something that's just not going to happen. And um, habits take a lot of time Mm -hmm. to change. Exactly. Like a lot of time. Yeah. And food's just not food. Like a lot of times we self-sabotage or it's emotional or, you know, there's so many things tied to food. So if we're just like, do this, 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 and that will help you, but they're not doing it and we're not understanding why we're mm-hmm. missing out that, you know, there's so many layers that come to the story. So I think the fact that you ask them what type of person they are, how they work best, all of those questions are so, so needed. So um, I, I have no doubt that like you have seen that great success now and you're onboarding so many more clients because people are really responding to the way that you're working with them now. Yeah, exactly. As much as people want to discount food and, and a lot of people say how easy it is to create a healthier lifestyle through food and nutrition. And I 
don't think that way at all. I think food and diet and nutrition and all that comes with a lot of emotions and, and history. It comes from how we grew up eating and, and how we're willing to change. And, you know, it does come with a lot of emotions. So you really have to take that in consideration. And in your initial consultation, ask them, you know, what are you eating now? And at what times do you eat? Because often I find people are snacking late at night because either they're mindlessly watching TV or maybe they're lonely or they're really upset. So they grab that bar of chocolate and they forget to put it in their food and mood journal. And so you have to dig deeper and you're not there to judge. You're just there to support. And it's better if they're open and honest with you. So create that welcoming environment and show them that you are open and there for them. And, Mm -hmm. and yeah, just let them know that there is a lot of emotions in food. So you have to take that into consideration, you know, maybe they only know this one way of eating because that's the way they grew up eating and they've been eating that way their whole lives. And I'll see some people that just have never learned how to cook. So they're getting takeout every day for lunch and dinner. And you just have to start slow and teach them simple ways. If, if you know, why are they eating takeout every day? Is it because they haven't found a way to cook, they're nervous, they're intimidated, they're lazy, or, you know, what, what is it about it? Do they just want fast meals, you know, because fast meals can be healthy, too. So you kind of have to see where they're at, and what they're going to be most receptive to, and where can you start, that will be the most impactful for that person. Mm-hmm. And then that really comes down to, you know, does that mean for that specific person, it has to be the all or nothing big change? Mm-hmm. Or I know for, I, I'm not sure about your clients, but for the majority of my clients, it ended up being the small sustainable changes over time that made the big change in the end. Um, so, you know, instead of me just saying, we're starting with, let's say, elimination diet, you're cutting every single thing out, and it, we're going like full throttle, it ended up being, let's get more water in, let's try to remove some of the sugar, let's try to put in, you know, um, better sources of like healthy fats and things like that. And it was like, really just doing things at a pace that felt better to them. Do you find that like, you really have to adjust your approach depending on who the client is? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, uh, it really depends either who the person is or what the issue is, what issue they're having, because a lot of my oncology clients are so motivated and they're so willing to do whatever it takes. They, they are some of my most motivated clients and they're they're just so motivated to do whatever I suggest. So if they're like, tell me what to do, I'll do whatever it takes. And then I'm like, all right. So, and then I double check with them. I'm like, if I tell you to cut out all these things and then include all these things, because that's important too. Um, you can't always focus on removing. You also have to focus on what can we bring in. And then I, I double check with them, you know, are you willing to do all of this? And they're so motivated, but for some people, they just want to take it lower and slower and and that works for them. They just want to say, no, you know, I'm so used to eating, you know, my cheese on toast for breakfast and I can't just cut out both gluten and dairy at the same time. You know, I need to do one first and I need to do that fully before we move on to something else. So it definitely depends what the issue is. I find if it's um, anything oncology related, 
pregnancy and fertility related or skin related, they're extremely motivated. Um, mm. But any other smaller issues, maybe they're, they're willing to just um, take it lower and slower and do more like small, attainable and sustainable goals. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And even while you were saying that I was, you know, my light bulbs are going off in my head, you know, <laughs> because of, you know, really what it comes down to is why somebody actually wants to make changes, because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that someone like an oncology client who has cancer, who is like, you know, in some cases, life or death, like their motivation level or their why is so high. Exactly. Um, same with someone who's growing a baby, right? Who's pregnant, right? Exactly. They have life inside them. <laughs> their why is really large or skin. It's that external thing that like could be stopping them from even leaving their house sometimes. So the why is so strong in a lot of those cases that you that you brought up. And for some people, let's say it's a food allergy and they're running to the bathroom every once in a while. Well, sometimes you can justify, well, it's not too bad. It's okay. I've lived with it for so long, so on and so forth. And then it's like the motivation is maybe not as high, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think as a practitioner, um, it's also really important to dig into why, what is that client's motivation? What is their why? Because, you know, even for the person who might be inconvenienced a few times running to the bathroom, that's a big inconvenience. Mm -hmm. That is something really impeding their life, but they might not see it in a way of like, there is another option for them. So I think as a practitioner, it's like really helping them to get clear on why it is they want to do something and then making it really easy for them to do so. Exactly. Yeah. The why is a really big one. Ask them, you know, my, my very first question in my intake is why are you coming to see me today? And we dig deep, you know, like, why are you really, really here? And then my very second question is what are your goals? You know, what are your goals with seeing me? What do you hope to achieve out of our appointment? Um, Whether it's right after today and long-term. So I My first question is the big why, why are you seeing me? And then right after that is three goals. You know, what are your top three goals? And those will change as we continue to work together. But what do you want to work on right now? What are the very top three things which often go hand in hand with why they're coming to see me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I'm glad that you asked those questions. And I'm just curious at this point too, I know that because you took confident client sessions and in that course, just to fill everybody in, um, I really like run you through how to onboard your client, you know, run a discovery call, run the full consultation, write up your health plan. It's like a comprehensive program to kind of teach you how to approach working with clients. Uh, but what I'm curious for you, Alex, is, you know, how much of that program were you already, or what were you already doing in your practice? And then what do you feel like you pulled from that program and started utilizing and really saw a difference being made? Yeah, so I already had the the goals implemented in my questionnaire. But after taking your program, it was really like, this is a huge focus, you know, like you really have to Um, In your program, you actually provide a goal sheet. And so that was one thing I started implementing was not just listing three goals that you have, but listing them in different, even in categories. So what are your three nutrition goals? What are your three lifestyle goals? And things like that, just so that it's, it's clear, you know, what are we aiming for? Because if we don't have goals, how do we know when we've achieved what we were looking to come see the practitioner for in the first place? So that was one thing that I really started focusing on was 
was definitely the taking it, you know, low and slow for some people. Everyone does not want paragraphs of nutrition information. That's just not the way it works all the time. So sometimes it was like, I, after I took the program, I went back to the health plan that I gave my very first client and I looked at it and I was like, I don't even want to read this. So why would she want to read this? So I was like, okay, so moving forward, I need to take it way, way back, start doing point form, no more paragraphs. So it was like point form about like sleep. And then you need to get eight hours and then quick benefits of sleep that relate to them. So if some people were like, oh, I'm just, you know, fatigued. And then I get mental, um, you know, like I'm, um, get brain fog. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. And so I was like, you know what? Well, even the connection between sleep and weight loss, there is a lot of research on um, if you don't get enough sleep, there could be weight gain and, and stuff like that. And not everybody wants that information. They don't want to read the studies most often. So they just Mm -hmm. want point form, you know, about, um, you know, a, a food and the benefits of it, or, you know, just they, Point form, I would say, was one big thing that I learned. Took out the paragraphs. Still all the same information, just shorter, concise. And then we can talk about it face-to-face. You know, I was so worried that maybe I, I won't know what to say in our session. So I'm just going to put all the paragraphs in their health plan. And that way, if they ask me about it, I'll just say it's in your health plan. And we don't have to talk about it face-to-face in case I forget what I want to say. And I kind of had to let go of all the perfectionism and just, you know, we do know enough and we did go to school. We are educated. And I've been studying this for a long time. And this, I read about nutrition in my spare time because I'm so passionate about it. So even, even myself, I was still nervous that I would not know enough. And, and so I kind of had to give myself a little pep talk, like you do know enough and, and, you know, there think about, you know, I'm at step 10, let's say, and they're just at step one, this is their first step learning about food and nutrition. So anything you have to say is most likely valuable to them, even if it's just like, a small little tidbit, I find like, even today, I had um, an appointment with a client, and even just the smallest things I would say, like, rather than grabbing your large entree size plate, just grab an appetizer plate for your dinner, and it tricks your mind to say that your plate is full. So that way you'll feel fuller and, and, you know, chew your food slowly in a calm, relaxed environment, surround yourself with, with blue, either on a blue plate or in a blue room rather than surrounded by red, because red increases your satiety and even just little tips and tricks like that. And, and, you know, I didn't have to give her studies. It was just stuff that I just knew that I had learned that was just like little fun facts in my brain. And I didn't need to give her paragraph upon paragraph. It was just like the tiniest little tidbit. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's so clever. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. well, we do know stuff. Right? Just practical, everyday mm-hmm. tips. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes we forget these are like functioning human beings in the <laughs> world. <laughs> and we're like looking at it as this case that we get to solve. And we're like, mm-hmm. you know, again, in school, I went to a different program than you, but it was more of a we learned case studies where it was more of a learning opportunity on our end to see all the interconnections and to really kind of piece everything together. But I love how earlier you said, you know, um, we love writing. I mean, I don't think everybody loves writing a health (laughs) plan, but a lot of us love nutrition. That's why we got into this. But if we're um, reflecting the information that we know in a way that 
is makes sense to us, but it doesn't make sense to them, that functioning human being in everyday life, um, they're going to feel really disconnected. So Mm -hmm. it's all about, again, just like I said earlier, removing yourself and being like, okay, this is how I like to absorb information or I like to learn, but how does my client like to learn? And maybe that is practical everyday solutions. Maybe that is a few small goals. Maybe that's setting one really big goal and checking in with them every week to make sure they're achieving it. You know, everybody is so, so different um, that we need to like take into account, you know, how can I help that specific person? So it's not thinking about really like, how do I coach or how do I motivate on a whole? How do I motivate this specific person? And the way you're going to find that out is by asking them, (laughs) how do you motivate yourself? How do you reach your goals? You know, don't be a stranger with your clients. I think if that's like one big piece of advice I can give, it's create that not necessarily friendship, obviously, there needs to be a little bit of a power dynamic there, but mm-hmm. create that relationship with them that makes them feel like you're really there for them, but that it is up to them to make the changes needed. Exactly, exactly. There's a balance. Mm-hmm. And that comes with seeing clients, you'll you'll figure out what works for you and your clients as you just see, see your clients. Mm-hmm, for sure. So what would a follow up look like for you? I know you've talked a little bit about this, but specifically, well, number one, I would love you to answer if instead of um, letting them book it, do you book the follow up for them? And then how do you actually facilitate that follow up session? Yeah, so this was one thing that I also changed from when I first started practicing to now. So when I first started practicing, I would just tell them, Well, actually, even sometimes I wouldn't even tell them to book a follow-up because I was just like, well, you know, here's your meal plan and and implement it and, you know, come back if you have questions. But then I quickly learned that, no, it is in their best interest and yours to book a follow-up to continuously see where they're at and how they're progressing. So, yes, they should be booking follow-ups. And I can either, we use an online system called Jane. So in my office, I can either look at my schedule and say, what works best for you? Or what I started doing as well is rather than sitting in my office, waiting to see the next client that comes in, I walk them out to the front where the receptionist area is. And I walk them out. And then as the receptionist asks, when's your follow-up? Then we look at the schedule together. And because, um, after the very first initial follow-up that's included, that one's 30 minutes. But after that, then I have a 45-minute and a 60-minute session. So we talk about where we can fit them in in my schedule and what would be best for them. Is it a 45-minute? Is it an hour? Or, you know, depending on what we're doing, maybe I want to meet them at the grocery store for the next follow-up. So I walk mm-hmm. out with them and then all of us together are there and it kind of holds them accountable to be like, yes, I will book a follow-up. Alex is here. She tells me I need to book one. So that's something that I started doing is to walk them out to the reception area and encourage them to book a follow-up because you're all there in front of my schedule and my availability so we can talk together about what works best for them and and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it is just that shift in confidence a little bit and experience of being like, okay, um, I know that this is best for them. I know that this is works better for me because I can, you know, show up as a better practitioner if I know that, you know, I'm helping them in every way possible. So it is a little bit of that confidence. But was there anything else that kind of helped you move from 
okay, book one if you want to (laughs) let's book you in? Like, was there kind of some point or did something happen to make you be like, I need to do this now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, first of all, just to help them on their journey, they do need to be booking follow-ups. But one thing I started implementing was in their health plan that I give them, I basically give them a Word document about like, I relist their goals. So that way they know these are my top three goals. And then I list, um, I lay it out as those are the top three goals. And then I lay it out like diet, lifestyle supplements. So then under diet, we talk about um, the, the specific diet they're on for their specific issue. And then lifestyle. So what they need to do more of or less of, and then supplements, which are tailored completely to them. And then at the very, very bottom of the health plan, I list the follow-ups. So I'll list session one, two, and three. I at least put three follow-ups in there. And then I put either a specific date of the follow-ups that I want them to come. And it's normally about once a month, every three to four weeks, give or take. And then I list in each session, so in each of the follow-ups, what we would be discussing in order to reach their goals. So if their goals are, let's say, to lose weight and, um, you know, let's say they have rosacea. So those are some of their top two goals is lose weight and help rosacea. So then I list in the follow-up, you know, um, a specific diet for weight loss and rosacea, which would maybe be more on the anti-inflammatory side. And so then I'll like list specifically what we're going to be discussing and what we're going to talk about to help them reach their goals. Cause that's the most important thing. You constantly need to be reminding these are your goals. This is how we're going to reach them. So I lay it out very clear for them. These are the dates that I want to see you. And this is what we're going to be talking about. That's why it's important for you to come back to see me. Hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think it also reinforces that it's not like they come in once they learn the information and they're good to go for life. Yeah. You know, this is an ever evolving thing that a lot of the time we need tweaks, we need changes, we need extra learning, we need support. Like there's so many layers, like we've said a few times in this conversation that, you know, we can't just expect that they're on their way and they're self-motivated. So to give them that kind of foresight into here's what we're actually going to be covering in these sessions, it kind of leaves the door open for, okay, we're not done in this one session. There is so much more we need to cover, but I'm not going to dump it all on you today. I'm going to wait until the next session. So digest what we've talked about and then we'll move on to the next thing next time. I love that. Exactly. Because it's so easy to give them all the information they want for all their health problems right away. Because, you know, oftentimes health issues come hand in hand. So even like parasites and candida come hand in hand, or let's say weight loss and skin issues come or weight issues and skin issues go hand in hand together. And so it's, it's oftentimes, you know, like, even if you're going to work on one thing, it will kind of help the other thing. But you can't just give them all the information. So like a a whole diet for weight loss and then a whole diet for rosacea. It has to be, you know, easy, (laughs) digestible Mm -hmm. information. You can't just give it all at once because then they're going to get so overwhelmed. They're going to run in the opposite direction and they're never going to come back to see you. So you have to, even though like me, a lot of nutritionists are very passionate and you want to give them all the information and, and help them and, and you know, yeah, give them all the information, but it's going to be better for everyone if you, you know, do it lower and slower and don't give them 
you know, don't throw the kitchen sink at them. You have to start somewhere and then work your way up. It's it's so true. And even just like on a personal note, um, one of my private clients right now is a nutritionist and fitness coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the last I'd say like year and a half, I haven't been really focusing on my health as much. You know, the further I got away from doing nutrition, the, the further or more disconnected I was feeling from my body. So I felt like it was time for me to start working with someone. So I am working with my client. She's my nutritionist. She's my fitness coach. She tailors a program to me. And it's so funny, even me being a nutritionist, knowing everything really in a sense, um, not needing her information because I already know it. Um, It's really for me, the motivation having her there. But even for me, I can only still implement like one new thing a week. Mm -hmm. And even that, it seems like a lot to me. So, you know, with her, it's been really interesting to see that like, I'm probably not the most ideal client, to be perfectly honest. You know, I'm not the one implementing, you know, three new things a week. For me, I'm a low and slow person, you know, drink more water, get more protein in. So like, even if somebody has a high level of knowledge, we still need to know how we can work with them in their lifestyle. Um, And that's really going to be the key to change is like, how does that person operate on a daily basis? Um, So I really love that you've brought all this up. This has been such an incredible conversation, like so many knowledge bombs, (laughs) so much practical information. Like I really feel like everybody listening could benefit so, so much from this conversation because um, you really did lay out how to basically run the consultation or run your practice in a more simplistic model um, Mm -hmm. that is actually bringing in more clients. Because I think that sometimes people think that the more simplistic they make it in terms of health plan or follow-ups, that they're not giving enough value. Mm -hmm. But I would argue that the more simplistic or the more you're meeting your client where they're at, the more value you're actually bringing. Exactly. You touch on such a good point there that Just because we're giving them less information does not mean that it's of less value. It can be of more value by just meeting them where they're at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, And even if it feels like a small win, like for example, again, me working with my nutrition coach, Um, I've been pretty consistent with drinking more water. And even if (laughs) I know this maybe sounds ridiculous, but even if working together for three months, and I'm just drinking water consistently, that's, that's a big win for me. Mm -hmm. So as a practitioner, like we can't really judge what somebody's big or small win is, even if it's something small that wasn't even on your radar, but they feel like they've really accomplished and has changed their life with this one small thing. That's a huge win. Exactly. And good for you for working with somebody because as healers and nutritionists ourselves in the health industry, we often, sad to say, but we forget about our own health because we're so busy, you know, focusing on all of our clients that we forget to take care of ourselves sometimes. And it's important to remember that we also need to see other healthcare practitioners just to keep up on our health, to be our best selves for our clients as well. Oh, for sure. And I think that's almost the number one thing I've seen in my business is that the more I work on myself, the more I support myself, support my health and my, my well-being, my mental health, the more my business grows. So I see it as like a non-negotiable now that it has to happen in order to see my business grow. Or frankly, I just don't have the energy to want to grow or to mm-hmm. want to show up. So um, yeah, that's such a good conversation. I think 
and it's for another yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a whole nother bag of stuff we oh, could go gosh. into. But absolutely. Yeah, keeping your energy in a good place and supporting yourself is so important because at the end of the day, like we can't show up for our clients more than we're even showing up for ourselves. You know, it has to be a balance between both and we really need to meet our needs. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we should wrap up here. I think you've given us so many nuggets. You know, we don't want to overwhelm people like <laughs> that with the kitchen sink. We just want to leave it at that. But this has been so, so helpful um, for me even to re-listen to this. I'm so glad you got so much out of the Confident Client Session Chorus mm-hmm. and you've been implementing it and it sounds like everything is going really, really well for you. Um, and I love that you're learning in practice, like you're actually taking what you're learning from your clients, you know, rejigging things, figuring out how you can work things differently and implementing. I think that's fantastic. So thank you so much for being here. And I would love it if you could share with everyone where they can find you at, you know, online and anything else you want to share with us. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. It's at nutrition moderation. And I'm also online at nutritionmoderation.com. And one thing I just want to leave the listeners with is if you've learned anything is to get out of your comfort zone. And my favorite saying is there's no growth in your comfort zone and no comfort in your growth zone. So you are your own advocate as a nutritionist and an entrepreneur. Get out there, shake hands, hand out your business cards, do what you have to do to make yourself make yourself successful. Yeah, that is so true. Thank you so much for saying that. I love that saying. Can you say it one more time? Yeah, it's there's no growth in your comfort zone and no comfort in your growth zone. Ooh, yeah, so true. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. I think we all need to like write it down and like put it on our computer so we remember that when we're doing the hard things in our in our business. But exactly, exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alex. I really, really appreciate it. I'll make sure everybody um, finds out where you're at. I'll put all your info in the show notes. And thanks again for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It's been a lovely conversation. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.